success is all about grit and guts and gumption. So if you want to progress, uh, you better get comfortable with coloring outside the lines. As a young mother, I experienced a paradigm shift that transformed how I saw education and ultimately the world around me. I started this podcast, The Luminous Mind, to connect with and learn from people who are disrupting the status quo in how they learn, educate, and live in the world around them. Prepare for a paradigm shift. Light a candle. Light your world. Benjamin Franklin said, instead of cursing the darkness, light a candle. You're listening to The Luminous Mind with your host, Rebecca Bowman. Hello, Firestarters. I thought I would try something new this year, starting out the new year of uh, looking forward by not only recording a podcast, but also recording a video. So you get to see my handy microphone here as I talk to you about some of the topics for today. Um, This podcast is going to be labeled as looking forward to the new year. And we are going to talk about um, maybe changing our mindset for success, talking about our why and why we're doing the things that we are doing and how that helps with goal setting, as well as um, family mission statements and how um, we can improve our family culture. Um, Just a quick introduction. My name is Rebecca Bowman. I have been a wife um, for 25 years, and we just celebrated an anniversary. I have four great kids that I homeschooled from the beginning, all the way ranging from age 20 at this time, age 20 to age 11. So I've been doing homeschooling or online schooling for close to 15 years, going on 16. I've done different um, levels of homeschooling from working with uh, public online charter schools uh, to also doing some independent homeschooling with a few of them. So I'm also the podcaster of The Luminous Mind, uh, which is a podcast about using disruptive ways for uh, improving yourself. Um, And I love my podcast. It's one of the favorite things that I do in my life is to do that podcast. So just a quick introduction. I'm going to use some resource pages that you'll be able to find in the show notes as well as in the links in the video that I will post online as well. Um, So the first thing that we need to talk about is changing our paradigm. That's a huge tagline for me. It's something I think about often, um, changing our mindset. When we change our mindset, it helps to change our life. And I've seen that numerous times in my uh, life is that if I'm able to change my mindset, it helps me have a better, happier life. It gives me those disruptive ways of maybe making self-improvements. So the opportunity to change our mindset has tremendous power to change you as a person. It can also not only change your own life, but your family life as well. So thoughts have an incredible power over everyday lives, and our moods and behaviors are a reflection of what we think. Just to begin with changing our mindset, I found a great article in Forbes on Forbes.com, and it was written by Brian Scudmore, I think, and it's entitled Seven Mindsets to Highly Successful and Happy People. And I really like this article because he talked about how much these seven habits of changing our mindset can really help us become better people. 
so when we change our mindset, we change our life. And that sounds really easy. Yet many of us tell ourselves that it's too late to change our mindsets, to try something new, to do something different. And living with those limiting beliefs creates a self-fulfilling prophecy. We believe that we can't, and so we don't, and then we end up feeling very stuck. And sometimes I feel this way. Sometimes I feel very stuck, and a lot of it is just my mindset and what I'm willing to do. If we instead lived with the terms of I can and I will, can you just imagine what we could achieve? Our thoughts have an incredible power over our everyday lives. Our moods, behaviors are a reflection of what we think. Um, so if we talk about the seven habits of highly successful and happy people, um, the first one is to ditch that fixed mindset and go for a growth mindset. And um, I don't know if you've ever heard of a fixed mindset, but a fixed mindset says the situation is the way that it is and that it will never change no matter what you do. While a growth mindset says that you can create change if you work hard, adapt to feedback, which is hard sometimes, and implement strategies for personal development. It goes without saying which type of people go further in their life and their careers and also with their families. It comes down to the difference between limiting and empowering beliefs. If you believe your growth is confined to its current state, you're unlikely to develop. But if you start to believe in your capacity to achieve greatness, you'll find that everything in your life will follow suit. Um, next, we have to adopt an abundance mindset, not a scarcity mindset. This is something that I struggle with a lot. And sometimes when you grow up without a lot of things, um, you're always hanging on to everything you can because you're afraid there won't be more later. So one of the first things that we need to do when we feel stuck uh, with that scarcity mindset, sometimes we think that there isn't enough success for all of us. But that kind of thinking can breed like a culture of paranoia where you live in fear all the time. Um, and so sometimes we have to change to that abundancy mindset where we start to understand that anyone can benefit or everyone can benefit if we share ideas, even with the people that we feel somewhat competitive with, by recognizing that there's enough success to go around for every one of us and that we all have a special, special gifts and things that we can do in our world. Um, and when we feel that way, or when we start to think that way, we free ourselves from limitations. Um, we need to also stop fearing failure. And so we need to be willing to fail. And sometimes this is hard, especially when we have been raised in a traditional school where, you know, you had to get the top grades to go to the top schools to go. To, and so we're worried about that failure. But the number one reason that people don't succeed is because they're afraid to fail. And that fear can keep them from starting something in the first place or doing something that's a little bit out of the box. The fact is that no one ever fell to the top of a mountain. You can't reach the peak unless you take the first step. So you have to have that philosophy of willing to fail because the only way to grow is to make mistakes. Risks are scary, but stagnation is even worse. And the more you believe you'll fail, the more likely it is that you will. So you have to remember that if you're not progressing, you are failing anyway. So you have to be willing to take a chance and to try something new and know that you may fail. So create a long-term vision instead of short-term goals. 
Sometimes you can't reach a destination if you don't know where you're going. Uh, same thing goes if you're trying to climb a mountain or something. If you don't have a destination in mind, you'll never make it to the place you want to go. Sometimes we can create those short-term goals, but if we have a long-term vision of our success, we're going to be a lot more likely to get to the place that we want to go and to be more successful. So sometimes we have to shoot for the moon and then work back uh, backwards to bring our vision safely, you know, gives us all of our tiny little steps of the goals that we need to do. Uh, number five is don't be afraid to break the rules. And this is really important um, for fire starters or for people who follow my podcast. I'm a huge believer in breaking the rules because sometimes we feel like we might be a little bit of a rebel when we do this. But we have to think that if we are always following the pack and we never break out of that, out of those rules, many times that we won't be able to help and to change the world in the way that we need to. Success is all about grit and guts and gumption. So if you want to progress, uh, you better get comfortable with coloring outside the lines. And a lot of homeschoolers, I don't necessarily have to tell you this because it's something that we naturally do. So next one, number six, is to listen to your gut. Sometimes we just way overthink things. And sometimes if we spend so much time trying to think over things or whatever, we, we miss an opportunity and we miss um, possible place for advancement or a way that our, our lives can begin to strive forward because we are overthinking things too much. And I think too, as a mother, as a, a parent, um, if we listen to our gut more, more than likely, we will be more successful and we will not have to worry about um, doing the wrong thing. Because I've learned that most of the time when we listen to our gut, it's actually moving us in the direction that we need to go. And that's part of number five of not being afraid to break the rules. We listen to our gut. Sometimes we have to break the rules. And then the last one, number seven, is let positivity flow in everything you do. If you want to be a fire starter, if you want to be somebody who learns, we want to open up those, our brain to things. And the way that we do that is that we have some positivity. If there's constant negativity, um, fear, anxiety, all of those things actually blocks our ability to learn and to grow. And it's scientifically proven that optimists are happier and more successful than pessimists. As an eternal optimist, you try to see the good in every situation. And the best part that positivity breeds is more positivity. When you adopt a half glass full attitude, it will start to guide everything you do. And the truth is success doesn't automatically bring happiness. But every positive frame of mind will invite success into your life. And all it takes is simply tweaking your thinking to become your happiest and most fulfilled self. And that's one thing as I start this year that I want to try to do is to kind of come up with uh, more positivity, more things that help me to gain traction in my life. You know, it takes uh, us mothers and fathers believing in ourselves and having courage and desire to go against the grain of society. So we have to learn to trust ourselves, and sometimes that takes, it takes a lot of thinking outside the box and being willing to do something different, changing that mindset and that paradigm. So um, I'd love to hear any 
you know, if you have any questions or different things about that, about changing that mindset, I'd love to hear your ideas in the comments. Okay, so the next part of our conversation is going to be understanding our why or knowing why we're doing something. Um, some of the great questions to ask yourself, like I said, I really love Simon Sinek's book, um, Starting With Why. It's one that I read a while ago. And then a new one that I found that I really like is James Clear, Atomic Habits. And he helps more with the goal setting of, you know, starting with that big picture and then walking yourself backwards <laughs> to, you know, starting from the inside and working your way out um, to, uh, you know, reaching your goal, basically. So some great questions to ask yourself for finding your why is the first one is, why did you decide to do whatever you're doing? Whether it's homeschooling, whether it's uh, doing a podcast, whether it's working, whether it's trying to be a good stay-at-home parent, what is your reasoning for doing that? Sometimes when we can make those decisions of why we want to do what we want to do, many times our reactions for things will be very different. If we understand why we want to be a great stay-at-home parent or why that's important to us, we will react to our children much differently. Um, the second question is, why is this important to you? You know, why did you decide to do it is the first one. Why is this important to you? understanding that too can really help lead us in the direction that we want to go you know if we want to be a good stay-at-home parent because we want to be sure that you know our children are learning the values that we find important we're definitely going to approach everything much differently in that situation the third one is why do those things matter to you I think that's important uh, once again to really understanding you know, maybe you're doing something that really isn't important to you. It doesn't really matter to you. Maybe it was just a mindset that was put there, you know, as a child, like that in order to, to be a good wife or whatever, you do these X, Y, and Z things, but it's really not important to you for any other reason than just looking good. So that might be something you might want to throw out. And then uh, how do you know that something is so important to you? Those are all good questions. Something, because I know my why, it can help you guide your life. It can help you decide the things that are really important to you and you can toss out the things that aren't and it can create a little bit of peace and balance in your life and that you're not you know, doing things that you're just doing for show, that you're doing them because you really care about them. One of my great friends on one of my podcasts, she talked about how she finally found academic success with her children when she finally thought about how she was selling education to them. Um, and she specifically thought about Walmart and how Walmart works really hard to make sure that you're buying the goods. We are buying what they're selling us. You know, people don't buy what we do. They buy a lot of times why we do it. And that's much uh, similar uh, in that situation with things with our family. Once our children understand our why, many times they're more apt to listen to us because they, they understand the, the reasons behind the actions. The next thing I wanted to talk about was part three of our discussion is about family mission statements. And family mission statements, uh, I'm not necessarily the best at creating family mission statements, but I think it really does help us understand that why and the why of our family. And a mission statement in general sounds exactly like 
how it's described. Um, the individuals, companies, and families have understand its reason for existing. And a family mission statement encapsulates the ideas of a good life and lays out your family's purpose, goals, and standards. And all members of the family have a hand in articulating these values. All agree to live them. So just like companies can make a mission statement to direct their decisions and operating procedures, you can utilize these same tools um, to make a better family, to create a better family. And instead of working on widgets, you're actually molding children, you're making memories, and you're constructing the very best stuff out of which life is made. I mean, we're not meant to work all of our lives. We work so that we have a good life. And Stephen Covey says a family mission statement is combined unified expressions from all family members of what your family is all about. What is it you really want to do and be and the principles you choose to govern your family life? I really like that quote from Stephen Covey because I think it it um, helps us better understand why it's so important to have a family mission statement. Um, so why should you create a family mission statement? Here are some reasons. Uh, first of all, it helps to provide a loving, supportive, outstanding families just don't happen. It takes a lot of intentionality. Um, we have to actually work really hard to create the life that we want. The best part to begin creating that great family culture is as early as possible, like as soon as possible, like right now, when things are still fine and you just want them to be better. A family mission statement lays out a vision for your family of where you want to go together and how you want to get there. It helps provide a path and guideposts pointing the way ahead and illuminating, I love that word, illuminating the curves and bumps along the way. Recently, I did a podcast with Jody from the Modern Family. Um, we talked a lot about this, that it helps us actually, you know, react the way that we want our family to go. A shared vision is of values and purpose, helps to bond parents and children together. It guides your parenting decisions and offers your children clear ideas to strive for and guidance in what choices to make. So a family mission statement also articulates the standards by which each member can evaluate each other's behavior. Um, parent and children will ideally check and encourage each other. And sometimes parents fail, sometimes we struggle. And so it's important to point those out to our kids so they see, oh, well, if I fall down, I can always just get back up because you're willing to share those with your kids. So ideally, it checks, we can check and encourage each other to make our way down upon the agreed path that we want our family to go. The family mission statement serves to distinguish your family from others. You know, when we think about why kids join gangs, part of it is that they feel that acceptance and it's something that distinguishes them from other people. And it's the same thing with a family. If we, you have a good family culture and if you understand where your family is going, it can give everybody a sense of purpose and belonging. Uh, it provides its members a sense of meaning and identity and gives your children a feeling of being part of something very important or very special. 
Um, so in the, the show notes or in the links or in the description with this video, I will post a link for a family mission statement worksheet because I think it's really important that you know you work with your children in order to create a family mission statement. And so sometimes when we're talking about the new year and setting you know our annual goal setting, we think of resolutions. And a lot of times when we're doing New Year's resolutions, they don't stick. Those are usually habits that you try to do every day or habits that you will try to avoid. And a lot of times resolutions are forgotten by March or even sooner. And the main reason for this is that it's deceptively different to develop or deny those ingrained habits cold turkey. And that's one of the things that I love about the Atomic Habits book by James Clear is that he actually talks about that, that we have to um, create new habits in order to create the life that we want. And sometimes this comes, it needs to come first internally. You know, if you want to be a person who is a constantly learning, you have to think of yourself as a learner, um, just not that I want to learn. I like to learn new things. It's something like I am a learner, um, and it starts with that. We want to be sure that we are modeling or we're mentoring that to our children. That's one of the reasons why I've changed the direction of the podcast, not necessarily from homeschooling. Like, how do I get my kids to do X, Y, and Z? It really doesn't matter if you can get them to do X, Y, and Z. Hopefully you're not creating a dictatorship. What really matters is that you can model X, Y, and Z, and so your kids will eventually want to be part of X, Y, and Z because they see you doing it, and that's important to you. If it's important to you, many times it will end up being important to your children. So we want to work on our best selves. <laughs> we want to work on ourselves to help model that for our children. So we want to teach them goal setting. Some of the ways to do this is to help determine what a goal is. A lot of times kids don't even know about goals. They don't have any idea, like, we can strive to do these things, and we work on them every day, and we can accomplish that. You'll start that by sharing your own goals and your own aspirations of things that you want to do. Um, you can also help with goal setting by helping your kids set their dream lists. Hopefully you, we all work towards having a vision board, you as, a, as an adult, but then your children should also have a vision board of what they want to do. We want to remember too that we're helping our children set their goals and we want to tailor those goals to our children. We don't want to set the goals for them. <laughs> we want them to set the goals that are ideal for them. And then help your child think through those steps of success. You know, what's that habit loop looking like um, that James Clear talks about? You know, what's, what's providing the clues and what helps them want to move through that habit loop? Um, we also want to be sure that we help our children track their goal progress. Sometimes that's really amazing if they can see their, the tiny little progress that they made like every day. If we keep consistent <laughs> with those habits, we become the person that we want to be by changing that habit. And then you want to be sure to celebrate those goal successes. A lot of times when we homeschool, again, we don't celebrate like we should. We, you know, we just move on to the next thing and we want to be sure that we celebrate any success that our kids have um, when they are able to reach and set that goal for themselves. Okay, the last and final part of our presentation today on looking forward is goal setting with your family. And, um, you know, we talked about 
family mission statements and how those work, but also having family goals, things that you want to do together. Maybe that's you want to grow a garden together. Maybe you want to take a trip together. Those are things that you can work towards together as a family, and it can help build a lot of unity. First of all, to know the why behind why this is so important, I thought we would talk about those. What setting goals can do for your family as you're working towards doing these types of creating goals together as a family. Um, Sometimes we think that when we are setting uh, family goals that it's just going to give you more to put on your to-do list. But when we think like that, we are missing the big picture and that we aren't thinking with an abundancy mindset. We're thinking of a scarcity mindset. But family goals transcends that daily schlag of family life that can make us feel run down and overwhelmed. Because when we're working together towards common goals, we have a stronger connection with our families. So why does that matter? Connection breeds cooperation. For example, when your kids feel a strong connection with you, your kids will feel safer talking to you about tough topics or like problems that they may be having with their friends or something that they're struggling with at school or even with the things that they're struggling with their school. They also may be willing to jump in and help out, like when you're making dinner or you need to fold laundry, especially if you have that good conversation. Sometimes that's a great time to have those conversations. I know I like to be talking while I'm doing stuff. They may even listen the first time that you ask them to do something, like picking up their toys or something, or at least they'll listen before you hit your breaking point and threaten to put everything in the trash. And family goals is an excellent way to teach your kids the important life skills before they leave the house of how to set goals and stick to it until they're done. So like I said, it's also that mentoring and that modeling that we want to do with our children. So when we make family goals together, first we want to work and just to pick some. Sometimes we overwhelm them with too many ideas. So we want to make sure that we preload those decisions so that there is less to choose from. Um, and maybe you want to get some input and then narrow it down with your kids uh, for sure. You want to be able to gather some fun supplies so that you can make sure that these goals are are written and they're displayed out in the public. Let's see, you want to also, let me see if I can find it. I'm actually taking this article from one that's written in, let me find it, Happy You, Happy Family. And it was written by Kelly, is all it says, and it's why family goals will make your life easier as a parent and how to do it. And I'll be sure to post the link in the show notes page as well as with this video. So then the number four, after we pick out all those fun supplies, is pretend that you're WD-40. So after talking with a lot of other parents about tackling goal setting, there's uh, some dangers that you want to be sure that you're not falling into some traps. Uh, one is to of that of being difference between being a dictator and a facilitator. You know, facilitator, you, for dictator, we stand up in front of them and we tell them what they're going to do. And you're naturally going to get a lot of blank stares and silence. But if you are a facilitator, um, you sit there and, and you ask questions. You let them share their opinions. <laughs> you also understand that it's okay for your kids to have opinions. 
um, and that will help your conversation go a lot better. That you, It can grease the wheels of the conversation to ask a lot of questions and to not be that dictator, be a facilitator instead. Let everybody chime in, write, and repeat all of their ideas. Sometimes you can use post-it notes and that can help uh, select. You can go through you know, through and select just that one to just to go down to just picking one. And then also you might want to summarize things and make sure that you can hear as much of that conversation as possible. You want to whoop your goals, which whoop stands for wish. You want to be able to do that dreaming and to make that kind of that vision board of, of what you're hoping to achieve. Then the next one is outcome. Take your wish and clarify the outcome that you want and be as specific as possible. Um, sometimes we have to go, you know, if you're trying to save money for a family vacation, you need to know exactly how much money you're going to save. And be very specific about all those things. And you want to be sure that you're getting the family involved to brainstorm all of those ideas that you're, you're coming up with. Next, you want to point out any obstacles. You want to, after you've clarified the outcome that you want, you want to talk about like what would happen, what might happen, what are some obstacles that might get in our way of like going on a trip or something like that. You want to be sure that you're making sure you're um, thinking of those things so that you're not, you know, nothing gets you, you don't have those unexpected situations that kind of can throw you off of your goal. And then you want to plan. You want to create a mini what-if plan for each obstacle that you come up with and to get your family thinking about what to do. The goal is to come up with the first if-then if plan, like if we don't have enough food in the house to make dinner, then mom or dad will run to the grocery store. And those are, those are some if-and-then kind of situations of what you can do for all those obstacles. You want to be sure that you're putting these goals that you're doing with your kids on display so that everybody can see your goals. You can track them a little bit better um, when you're working on things as a family. And then it can be something that you always keep on the forefront of their mind and your mind. You want to be sure that you end up circling back to. Family goal setting is a conversation that always needs to be revisited. Um, and sometimes, you know, once we accomplish a goal, we can move on to something new. Sometimes, too, our plans may change. Say you have a job loss, and then so taking a trip as a family may not be, you know, then you're in survival mode where you're trying to just make sure everyone gets fed. So those are things you may have to circle back and revisit those things that you're working on um, as you're doing your family goals. Once again, I'm going to put this article in the chat so that you can, or in the show notes, so that you can be able to read through it and study it for yourself and see if you can, if you can make these things work for your family. So just to reiterate what we've gone over, we've discussed changing our mindset, trying to come up with a different point of view. It's a great way to start the new year of, of being able to be more successful with our mindset. We also talked about our why and how that's so important to understanding what we're doing, why we're doing it, and we understand like the vision that we're trying to search for. And then also family mission statements work with that why really well. And then also setting those goals together as a family. It's a great way to start the new year is to work together with your family to help you create the kind of life and the home life that you want. Thanks for listening. This is The Luminous Mind. I'm Rebecca Bowman, and thank you for being one of the Firestarters. 
Thank you for listening to The Luminous Mind. Music featured in this episode from Scott Holmes. To learn more about our podcast, check us out at theluminousmind.net.